everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. There are many different ways to run your business. And it seems like there are an endless amount of variables to consider as you build and nurture your company. Nikki Harrison is an amazing photographic artist from Canada. She built a business starting in Calgary and then moved to Vancouver where it really took off. Then she moved to a much smaller town and everything changed. Nikki had changed locations and discovered that she needed to change her business model. Now the big thing that I took from this is that knowing Nikki the way I do, I know that she's a tremendously gifted artist, but more than that, I know that she's someone who cares so much about her art that she wouldn't want to compromise it no matter what. This conversation is a deeper dive into how she navigated the creation of a completely different business model after moving to a much smaller market. But not just any business model. Nikki created something that was profitable and allowed her to continue to embrace her artistry. Now, I, I what I read that you that you wrote in in the on the forum was that you wanted to talk about sales, marketing, branding. Yeah, is that accurate? Yeah. Are sales and marketing and branding your wheelhouse? Is that your thing that you're oh really good gosh. at that you've feel really confident about? I do now, but I never did before. Um, I, I moved to this smaller town about five years ago now, and um, I never really had that much of an issue with sales and um, marketing and any of that prior to moving here. And so I just always assumed that coming here, I would do well, and um, I didn't. Is that right? I didn't. Mm-mm. Why not? Um, in retrospect, well, I, th- I think a couple of different reasons, like I moved to a much smaller area, so population's much smaller. Mm-hmm. The, um, the predominant population in this town is definitely more blue collar as opposed to higher income mm-hmm. and um, the locals. Anyway, the people that were born here and raised here, it's a tourist town. So most people are very, very low to mid income, like there's, they don't have a lot of expendable cash. So um, the people that, you know, the massive houses that you see around our lake and, uh, you know, that are upwards of, you know, two, three, four, five million dollars are all owned by out of towners and their second home. Their second or third homes. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So they're only in town for a week out of the year, maybe two at the most. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, I, and I, I just assumed that I'd be able to, you know, get access to that, that, um, bunch of people and I couldn't. So I was failing and I'm drowning. And I was like literally thinking of switching careers again and going back to, you know, what I did before. And, um, you know, so many people would tell me, no, it's just, you know, it's the way you're doing things. And I would argue with them and say, absolutely not. It's my market. You, <laughs> you, would, get de- you would get defensive. 
oh yeah, like you, you, you don't live here. You don't know what these people are like, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, I'd have, I'd have successful, you know, photographers tell me, they'd say, no, it's, you can do it there. Trust me, you can. And I'd go, I can't. And um, so well, that I, had I, to I, be, that had to be really frustrating you know, even if they, even if someone means well, it has to be really frustrating for you to be in the scenario that you were in and, 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 and not to be like new, like you, you, it's not like you haven't been around the block, right. To be yeah. doing this for so long and then to move and then to experience that, which is not what you expected, but then to have other people who were successful or seemingly successful say, oh, you, yeah, you should be able to do this. This, this will work for you when yeah. it wasn't at the time. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um, I just, you know, I, so I would, I would buy courses, right. And this one photographer, you know, said this, and soon as I would buy the course and spend massive amounts of money, I would start listening to the course and I'd be like, okay, let's do this. And I'd go, oh, there's no way in hell I can do it the way they're doing it. Like, right. it's not me. I wouldn't be comfortable. Oh. Um, you know what I mean? Just the whole way that they did it and it mm -hmm. worked for them. And that's fantastic. But mm -hmm. there is no way that that would suit me. You were not and willing I, to compromise who you are. Yeah, it was just bizarre ways of doing it. And I'm like, I would feel like I just know, I just know at this point in my life, if, if something makes me feel super uncomfortable, I'm not going to do it. I, I mean, I've lived way too long. I'm 53 years old. I have to be very comfortable and happy with what I'm doing in order to be successful. And, and so, you know, I just can felt you, like, can you give an example of, of, of some, no, we don't need names of course, but can no, you course. give an example of something that, that someone was suggesting whether through a course or in person that you do, that you should do, that you just couldn't do because it wasn't you? Yes. <laughs> um, one of the things that they did was they would go to every client's house and pick out their wardrobe from their bedroom closet mm. to, for their photo shoot in the future. And mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't. I, I feel like that's an invasion of privacy and it's way too personal and I don't sure. want to see someone's bedroom, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> I think that's so great. It's funny. Cause I've, I've heard people, <laughs> I've heard people suggest things like that. And it's, there are some people when they suggest that and you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, I could totally see you doing that. That makes a lot of sense. And I bet your clients love it. And then I myself would not be comfortable because of who I am kind of, maybe kind of like you, but then I hear you say it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I would never want to do that myself. But on the same hand, like there's other people I'm like, yep, that I could see that working for you. But, yeah. and, and, but then the problem becomes, or the way that I see it is kind of like what we were just talking about is that you can't just paint with a broad brush and say, this is how I do it. And yeah. so it works for me here in this environment. And therefore, Nikki, you should, this is what you should do in, yeah. in British Columbia, Canada, because yeah. that's, that's what worked for me. Right. Right. It's not, 
It's not a one size fits all, not just, not just logistically or geographically, but also personally, like who you are. You can't imagine yourself walking into somebody's bedroom and going through their clothes in their closet. Okay. I get it. All right. Okay. And that's fine. Like that there's a lot of personalities out there where they're so outgoing and so personable that they could do that and probably make the person on the receiving end feel super comfortable with it. But I know that that's just not me. So But if you're standing in somebody's closet, no one's feeling comfortable. Yeah. (laughs) No one's feeling good about that. That's, that's what I would think. Anyways. (laughs) All right. There's that. So, so, so essentially then what is what I'm interested in, right? Like, cause you, you, uh, when we were talking before, you told me that something happened Mm -hmm. that you talked to somebody. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I went down and, um, I did a, um, a portrait session down in Colorado for a friend of mine who hired me to come down for herself and her daughter. And, um, you know, and she has never claimed to be the world's greatest photographer at all. And she'll tell you right to your face. She'll go, I do enough. And that's always been her, her mandate, right? Like, I mean, some people are really, really, really fantastic photographers and can't earn a living at it. And yeah. some people are okay photographers and they make a gazillion dollars. And they kill it, So right? she just happened to fall into that category. And um, I, how I had met her was she came to one of my workshops, my very first workshop years ago. And so her and I were interested in the same styling of photography. So like I had been doing themed portraits for little kids for years. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of um, when I became a photographer, I was coming out of a financial um, background mm-hmm. and I had great success in that background and and so what I did was when I got into photography I was doing a little bit of everything like a lot of people do but I was excelling at nothing and so I took a step back and I said okay what what can I do where in photography what I did in my financial career that will set me apart and instead of being you know a tiny fish in a big huge ocean of fish where I can be a big fish in a little pond and Mm -hmm. so I started looking for genres of um, of portraits and stuff that I would enjoy doing that um, was rare, that wasn't something everybody else was doing, right. and that therefore I could charge more for. <clears throat> and so I got into the themed um, genre with fairies and fishing and dragons and stuff for boys. And um, that was in when I lived in Calgary and Alberta and I immediately had success with it, but I also lived in a town with 1.3 million people. So you you have the numbers, right? I'm sorry. That's precious. I can't kick her out because she'll precious is fine. She's totally fine. (laughs) Anyway. And um, so, so I, I had great success with it and it was fun and it was something that I enjoyed. And I, you know, my creativity and my, my skill set really evolved with that. And until I became ridiculously different at it and, and they looked like paintings and right. everybody wanted them, you know? Right. So it was a great thing to get into because it was something that every single mother with a little girl had to have. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I moved here, I just always had that success with it. And right. um, people wanted them, but they wanted to spend $100. <laughs> and they couldn't understand how, you know, a 
image that can take, you know, four hours to make would be more than a hundred bucks. Yeah. So um, when I went down to Colorado, she was doing the same thing. She was doing fairies and just like me, but on a much less extravagant scale. Mm. And she started telling me her numbers and I, my jaw dropped to the floor and I was like, what? And, but then, you know, immediately my brain's like, oh, but you're in freaking Denver. Yeah. Like there's right. a zillion people here right. and tons of them are super rich. So right. that makes sense. Right. She was like, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not it at all. She goes, look at my work. It's just, it's fine. It passes, you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then how are you doing this? Um, and she, you know, she currently is now starting to offer a course on it. So I, I will get you that information when she gives it to me. But um, it, she goes, she goes into way more detail than she ever went into it with me. She mm -hmm. just gave me the basics. And, um, you know, I was willing to try anything because I was at the end of my rope, basically. Yeah. And um, so it, it, it was the thought of doing it the way that, that I do it now. I've, obviously, I've turned it into my own thing. Like I took some tips from her, but now I've, I kind of, the thing with me is um, I listen to something and I'm always looking for the upside, the business side of things. And so I took her ideas and I just kind of molded them into my own. Sure. That would work better for me and my personality. Yeah, you customized like, them. Uh, totally like she's much more sales driven and she's also high volume and and i didn't want to be high volume right so the way that i ended up doing it and especially at this point in my life like she's much younger than me so she's you know the breadwinner of her family and she's super successful and she's got goals and stuff like that whereas i'm kind of at the end <laughs> Right. So, um, I'm not she's looking got to be goals and stuff like, that. you know, like she's got the big, like big dreams plan for the future. Sure. I'm like, sure, sure. I'm at the end of my plans. Do you know what I mean? Like, so just water that down for me, you know, yeah. water it down and make it something that, you know, where I can have a, a very comfortable income that I don't have to work too hard at right. because I don't want to work that hard anymore. Right. I get it. So, so the way that I ended up doing it was I could um, shoot for one weekend a month and that's it. One weekend so a month. Basically I shoot one weekend a month and I make enough money on that weekend to have an extremely comfortable living, like extremely. I went from a hundred dollar client to making usually between 15 and $20,000 a weekend. What, what, yeah. What, what, what can you tell me what you did or a little bit? Yep, of course. Um, so the issue, I, I think the issue with all things photography is that there's, if you look across the board, there's like the same work. You see the same thing everywhere. Everybody's doing the same thing. Something becomes trendy. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. And so there's not a lot of photographers that stand out from the rest right? Like everybody is pretty capable these days. And if you look online on YouTube, you can learn how to do pretty much anything you sure. want right. to learn how to do. Right. But 90% of photographers 
do not feel comfortable or are not able to ask for the proper payment for their work, mm-hmm. right? Because people go, oh, and they seize up and they're like, ah, oh, um, oh, I just feel so bad asking for that. You know, like- I've, yeah, I've heard people say it. <laughs> I, I hear it all the time, all, all the right. time, all the time. I see people, photographers who are much better photographers than I that are starving to death. And they're like, oh, I just, I can't do yeah. it. Right. And this this technique, the way that I've, you know, and I've shared it with a couple of other super amazing photographers who I personally was shocked to hear they were struggling yeah. because I assumed that they were making money hand over fist. Oh, yeah. So the key with this way of doing it is you can't offer regular photography. Like you just can't be that regular style, that regular, nothing special just basic stuff. You have to have, you have to have one genre that you do that is different. So you have to find some, that one thing that sets you apart from mm. everybody else mm-hmm. and really, really, really focus on that one thing, build a portfolio, uh, you know, something that you can replicate, not something that, you know, you fluked into making this amazing image one time and, and geez, you can't figure out how to do it again. Right. But something where you have a consistent body of work in this one genre and something that everybody wants, right. you know, and, and you can do it. Like there's, you know, there's all kinds of different things that you can, you can focus on and find that one thing. I, um, I, you know, when you're saying that, like mm-hmm. the first part of it, I understand. And I think in my mind, I think, yeah, that's doable to focus on something and be different and, and focus on that one thing and get it right. And even the consistency piece, I understand all that. But the second part, the second part freaks me out a little bit. And that seems um, relatively unattainable in that it also has to be something that everybody wants. How do I, how do I, the first part I got the second part, how do I make sure that it's, how do I make it something that everybody wants? I can be really, really good at doing something and it might be something that nobody cares about. Okay. It has to be a type of image that evokes an emotional response. Okay. So emotional response can be your grandparents, you know, older folks. Mm. You see a picture of an old couple and they're they're hugging and their eyes are closed. People go nuts over it. Mm-hmm. Suddenly now, guess what? Grandkids, kids, they want that picture. So that's something different, but it has to evoke an emotional response, whatever yeah. it is. Okay. And 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 so when you're when you're considering what type or what genre or whatever, for me, the number one thing was find something first and foremost that I love to do. Mm. Right. Because it has to be fun and it has to be right. something that you have a passion for because that will show that will come out in your work. Right. That's true. Yeah. So, so number two, it has to evoke an emotional response. And for me, it was, oh, I wish I did this when my daughter was a little girl. I would love to have all of these pictures of her, yeah. you know? And, and so it, for me, I think it has to be something to do with kids. Um, it can't be a gorgeous model because guess what? That does not sell and they don't have money at all. Um, it has to be, it has to be kids. It has to be babies. It has to be, um, even maybe high school seniors ish. I don't know. We don't have that genre up here. Um, or, or 
parents, grandparents, something that is different with those that will generate an emotional response. Yeah. It has to be an emotional response. Headshots, all that other stuff, that's, you know, they can get that anywhere. And there's going to be a lot of good photographers doing that style. You know, um, I, I, I still believe, truly believe that old, our old people is a missing genre that is not being focused on enough because people will pay for that. People want that. And, and there's a million different ways you can do it. For instance, if you go on to 500px and you follow some of these incredible Russian photographers, there's a few of them that are focusing on the relationship between grandma and grandpa. And they're just mind-blowing. And those are the, that style right there, if somebody were to focus on that, I guarantee you that that would generate that emotional response, which opens up the wallet. Do you know what I mean? Like it yeah, has to it. be something like that. Yep. So... Um, so basically for me, I knew, I knew going into this, that my ticket was my fairy portraits and my dragons and the little boy stuff. I knew that because I've always had such success with it. <clears throat> and it's not only that it's, there's just so much more that you can sell with that. And I'll mm. get into that in a minute. But, um, the reason that I say it has to generate that emotional response and it has to be different from something else is because you want to produce something that you might only have to shoot for one weekend a month. Mm. And that one weekend a month has to generate enough income for you to be happy, right? For everything else, right. And mm -hmm. the reason why I do it one weekend a month is because it has to be exclusive and rare. Yeah, Not so there's more that. than just the, uh, oh, I... It's not like you're saying, oh, I, I only want to work one weekend a month. There's actually intentionality in that what it does is, is for your clients, just give them limited times, which then ups the perception of the experience and the product as well, right? Absolutely. Okay. Because it's not just a photo session at this point, it's an experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what mm -hmm. you sell it as, an experience. Mm -hmm. You're not selling a photo session. You're not selling a sitting. You're selling an experience. And I actually do create an experience. So from the moment the kids walk in, I have Disney music playing. I had baked cookies. You can smell them. Um, yeah, I've heard of that technique before. Mm -hmm. That would work for me. <laughs> It's all, <laughs> it's very subliminal, but it works. And, but they're not um, booking based on their availability. They're not booking based on their availability. They're booking based on your availability, which in yeah. and of itself is that big piece because it makes it seem like, ooh, I'm, I'm lucky that I get to do this because this is when she can and she's got some space here for me to get in. So I need to make it happen. Right. So there's almost a, a built-in call to action there too. Right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Keep going. I'm liking so, what I'm hearing. So, and, and what I've done is um, I use acuity scheduling, which is a calendar app. And what works so beautifully with it is that the people can go in, you can on your back end of that, you create the times you create um, how much space between appointments, how long the appointments are. Mm -hmm. um, you can also create it so that let's say you have six appointments a day. You don't want them to go in and see that no one's booked yet. So you can even do it so that 
you appear to be busy. Right. Like it's, right. It's an amazing little thing. And so all everything is automated from the scheduling perspective. So in there, it's got my frequently asked questions. It's got all of my terms. It also says that you have to spend a minimum of $200 minimum. Okay. And then they have to agree to the terms. They have to click. I agree. All right. But you outline all of your rules, whatever they yeah. might be. Whatever they and are, yeah. They, yeah, they click agree and um, they get their notification. With that notification comes my address, a map to my, my house, um, rules as far as, you know, please don't bring anybody that's not going to be photographed, but please bring, you know, your spouse or whoever has the, the purchasing um, decision making in the household, things like that. And um, I use Facebook ads. I use Facebook ads to target the exact people that I want to come. And um, I have filled up every single time. Really? And I don't do anything. I just sit back and I go, ding, 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 ding. That's it. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but here's the kicker. So the kicker is, is that I have no pricing on my website. I don't tell anybody the cost of, of my portraits. Nothing, which is a... It really concerned me when I started mm -hmm. with this. I'm concerned I'm like, right now. I'm this is my concern face. Yes, and, not um, not that you don't have pricing on your website. I'm not concerned about that. Mm -hmm. My concern comes with when is that communicated? Because I want it communicated before the sales appointment. Yeah. Do you not? I mean, here's here's my response. Most, because in my frequently asked questions, I tell them that my, um, my prints start at $99 and go up from there. So and they know do, that going, going in at least. They go up from there. And I would say that 75, no, probably more than that. Let's say 85% of booking clients don't try to contact me directly to ask me how much. The ones that do are the ones that probably aren't going to be able to afford me. Right. Right. So the ones that do, I tell them, I say my, my small wall portrait is 12 by 18 starts at five fifty, and they go up from there. And that way they know, okay, well, I can't afford that. They and have they, that they, metric and then they know it. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and over time you're building this brand anyway, in this right. new location mm -hmm. where at some point, that number probably gets smaller, the amount of people that even need to call and ask because nobody walks into a Mercedes dealership and thinks, I'm going to get out of here with a, you know, $18,000 brand new car, right? Exactly. Exactly. You're doing exactly. that too over, yeah. over the course of months and years. Exactly. Yeah. Right. My concern was just like, oh man, do you deal with you know, you get to the sales appointment and, you know, they pick out everything they want and then they see that it's, you know, $6,700 when they were expecting $670. Well, right? what, what I do is, um, so I do, I do the whole experience. I have, you know, my 10 poses that I go through with every child. Mm -hmm. And um, I've also gotten really good at using continuous lighting for these setups mm -hmm. so that, my editing portion is far diminished from what I used to do right. back in the day. <laughs> so you're, so, you're incorporating efficiency too mm -hmm. on the front end and so that the back end is more efficient, cuts yeah. down the amount of time that you have to spend in post. Um, Absolutely. Right. That, all that's starting to make more and more sense. 
Right. Yeah. So in my studio, I have two sets. I have one for girls and one for boys. Mm -hmm. And the boys, it's if they don't want the fishing theme, the fishing is they can do exactly right in my forest fairy theme set. Um, if they want the dragon, it's a composite. So I just take them over to the gray area Green. and I dress them up and I have them right. fight my softbox. Right. And then it turns into a dragon, right? Right, right, right. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah. And then as soon as the shooting part is over and I keep that down to about 20 minutes or so. Yep. Because it's just bang, bang, bang. Right. And um, it, it, 20 minutes or so it's over. I give the kids gift bags. So I make up massive amounts of gift gift bags, one for boys, one for girls. And I make sure that there's toys in there and candies and things that keep them interested while, because I do the viewing session immediately. Okay. That's I what I was wait, going to ask. Oh my. I don't my. do online. I don't do any of that. Right. So what happens is I give mom her little glass of whatever she wants because I have everything, whatever she right. wants. Right. And, and my, my daughter helps me. So my daughter comes, my daughter will then take her, my iPhone and go in and talk to them and then get a video testimonial while the kids a video have testimonial. Right. Okay. So right it's an important to know that you are, that you do have an assistant it happens to be your daughter, but you yeah. do have help with this. Have to, okay. you can't do it yourself. Okay. And you have to realize too that, you know, you're providing an experience. The whole thing is like, we do little fairy makeovers that they can add on when they're booking their appointment and it's just glitter, but it actually makes the editing go faster too. Yeah. There's all these little things that they think is special. They pay for it. And then it actually does make the editing go faster. Right. And the experience, you know what I mean? So yeah, everything sure. is very experience based. And um, so she gets the video testimonial while I'm, downloading the images and I call them really quick. I call them down to 20. So there's 20 images to choose from. And I tell them when they come in with their little gift bags and stuff into the viewing room that these are straight out of the camera and there's no magic yet. But of course that will happen in post. And then I tell them, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to go through all the images. I'm just going to let you see them. And then after you see them, the first round, then I'm going to explain all of my products. And in my viewing room, I've got my whole walls are full of wall portraits what i like to sell mm -hmm. so that they look they walk in and they're like oh my god right right and they have an idea of what to expect right yes. yeah and then i sit down and then comes the emotional response jet like that's like the thing is you have to understand the way i pose them the lights i use everything it's so whimsical and magical that the little girl and and or the little girls and the parents have to have it like they have to. And, and this is something else that I do. So that $99 print, it doesn't come with edits. So no edits. It's 99 bucks. You could buy a gift print. That's no problem. You can buy one of every single image if you want, but it's not going to have the magic. If you want to purchase the magic, then the minimum you can buy is a 12 by 18 wall portrait. For what? Five or 600 bucks or whatever it was. Because that's going to require you then to put lots more time into it in post. That's right. And and you're and so that the the educating really is also sort of built into the experience as well, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're calling it the magic, which I love. That's fantastic. And you're sitting yeah. there with them, and the emotions are high, and they're loving what they're seeing, and the, and they're loving what they're seeing that it could be. So they have that that juxtaposition sitting right in front of them. And you're mm -hmm. saying you could also have something 
like this, but it requires magic, which is essentially your time and effort on the back end. And that starts at this. Yes. And they get it because they can see it. No one's going to be like, well, why is that more money? Yeah, exactly. Because they can see why it's more money. And I also, so the eight by 10 that I have to show them, like all of my images are printed on fine art, Hanumila mm -hmm. paper. Mm -hmm. um, I also, I've also so excited by this. I have a new product now that I can offer, but I haven't been able to because I haven't had any sessions since this all started. But um, my Hanumila paper, my ink, because I do my own printing up to a 16 by 20 ish. Yeah, 16 by 20. So after that, it costs me more. My back end costs me more for me to go to a lab, mm -hmm. right? And, and it costs more. So I, I feel like I have to charge more whereby <laughs> yeah. if I, you know, if I can print here, I can realistically charge less because it's costing me less. And I kind of do balance that out that way. Mm -hmm. um, what was I talking about now? <laughs> I don't know where I was going. <laughs> Um, but, uh, something, yes. some new product that you were going to offer that you were very so, excited. So, about. well, because I, do you guys sell metal prints? Yes. Okay. So I had no idea how metal prints were made. Do you know how metal prints are made? The dye sub process. They sublimate them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, um, managed to get a whole bunch of metal panels from China, but I got them cut into ovals because everything that I do is, is very ovally. Like I'll show you this, like people, I don't know why, but like this, this is a little girl that I shot and ovals sell so much better because there's something just more magical about an oval than a square or a rectangular print. Well, it's very conducive to what, what it is that you're offering. It's very conducive to your style on right. top of everything else too. And it's, and it's just very different too. Yeah. So I managed to get ovals and the, the, the ink and the heat process, the whole process and the cost of creating um, a metal is so ridiculously cheaper than doing one print on uh, fine art paper, mm. like $10 Canadian. Yeah, which I did not. I did not know that. I didn't realize. I, realize I didn't either. For so for a twelve by eighteen oval, my cost is ten bucks. So I or yeah. So I ordered <laughs> fifty of them, and now I can you know I can through my sales process. Um, there's some people that slip through the cracks, and you mm. realize once they're sitting there that they cannot afford you, right? What do you do then? So in the past, I just kind of, you know, said, well, you know, your $200 spend limit, you can buy two, two prints, right? You can buy two of them and they will, and they'll walk out a little bit sad, but you know, that's the risk that you take with, with the way of doing this. Yeah. And I would say that, um, my very first weekend that I did this, I had one person who couldn't afford it out of 11 clients. Yeah. So it was, I mean, so this, I've, I've kind of figured that, you know what, this will be my saving grace. So for those people that just can't afford it, I can offer them this and um, charge them less, but just do it person by person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you get to like, decide. 
yeah, I'll go, you know what? I know this person, they were so in love with the idea. They can't afford it. So I'm going to cut them a break and I'm going to do it on this for this. And that's what I'll do. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And then, so all of that, everything, literally everything occurs except for the magic in that, in that weekend. That's right. So then the rest of the month, your responsibility is to apply the magic to whatever orders and then get things ordered and then, yes. and then, you know, get delivery on said items and then they come yeah. in to pick them up or you drop ship them. How do you typically handle that aspect? Um, people that are local, they, they can come and pick them up. If, if I'm printing them, if they buy the larger wall portraits, then I get them drop ship right to them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I also sell albums and those are specifically for the people that can't decide or, or they pick 10 images or 15 images and they want them all. Then I have these ridiculously gorgeous, I call them fairy tale albums and I personalize them with a story for the child. So I'll, I'll write a story and on the pages. So you'll have a page with the story or part of the story and then a related picture and you turn it and I'll do the same thing throughout with the kids names like a so little children's fantasy book? Yes. You write the story? Yes. You do? I do, yeah. And you customize it for each child? Yes. And do you base that? Okay, I'm now this, I've never heard, this is an idea I have never heard of. Yeah. And I like it. And yeah. it's also weird that it's an idea I've never heard of because that doesn't happen much anymore. <laughs> like I, I you're, bet. Yeah. you're telling me something I've never heard of. And, and I so I'm interested. I can show you a sample, but I have to run down to my viewing room to get it. Well, let me ask about it because, well, what we'll do is you can maybe send me a couple things and we'll include that in the edit, right? So let me ask you about it because I'm interested in the process. Do you write something that is affected by your interaction with that child and who you like? Do you kind of get to know them? And so it's customized based on that information that you're getting during the shoot, during the session, like you kind of, like if it's a rowdy, excitable kid, like you make it a certain type of story. If it's pretty chill. Kid. So I'll give you, I'll give you an example so that, you know, yeah, so I should just be quiet. No, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I should. No, absolutely not. Um, a grandmother brought in her two grandkids, a little uh -huh. boy and a little girl. The little girl was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Very outgoing and confident. Um, the little boy was super quiet, a little bit withdrawn. Mm. And even because he was a knight and even getting him to swing that sword right. was yeah. like, like yeah. he just didn't have that excitement for it. Um, and so once I realized grandma was going to buy a 15 image book, then that's when I really start discussing it with her. And I'll say, okay, so we're going to do a story. So your grandson is going to be a dragon slayer and your granddaughter is a fairy in the forest. So um, I said, it seems like your granddaughter is a lot more confident than your grandson. And then, she, so it kind of opens the door to her letting me know the relationship and what's going on there and the dynamics. Yeah. So she filled me in and told me, you know, this is what's going on. And, you know, she overpowers him and he's, you know, this, that, and the other. So what I did was I took from that, that he was kind of in her shadow oh. and he didn't have the confidence that she did. So I made him the hero in the story. I made it so that 
there were dragons entering the fairy's magical forest and he needed to come and save her from the dragons. And the grandmother bawled when she read the story because she was like, you don't understand what this is going to do for his confidence now Mm. because, you know, she's always been the hero and she's always been. So, so you just have to kind of ask the right questions and kind of, you know, get in there with what's happening, the dynamics. And then, you know, obviously whatever you're doing is you just write the story based on that. So it was well, But the important piece to me is that you are giving them again, intentionally giving them the opportunity to tell you more about themselves and yeah. the, the children so that you have an idea of what it is that you could do to customize it even further and make it that much more special and, yeah. and timeless for them. Right. And, exactly. and, and using that's a perfect example for me because to, for that little boy, then I think that she's absolutely right. And, and that, that, that has the power to just do wonders for him and his confidence yeah. over time. Right. That's, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. A, a story. Yeah. I cannot believe I've never heard of that idea ever. I think that's incredible. Yeah. And for me, because I was in school, I was always a writer. Like I loved writing to this day I can write. And so that was easy for me. That was a nice kind of little edge that I could put into it. That was still different than other people offer. I I think that's, that's awesome. And I, and I get that, but, and I'm wondering, okay, so someone's watching this and they're like, yeah, that's an amazing idea, but I can't write. It's not like you're writing a novel. Mm-mm. Right. It's is is it a and we'll mm-hmm. get examples from you hopefully that we can yeah. then post along with this. But it's it's a couple sentences, right? It's just a basic little story. You're not you're not writing three hundred pages, right? You're not going to go up against Terry Brooks. No, <laughs> no, it's very basic. It's right. super. Right, it's not, right. it's not a, um, you know, a once upon a time in a land right. far away, right. 50 pages. It's right. literally five pages of one or two lines. Yeah. On You're not page. Aesop. You're not grim. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fan. That's fantastic. I, I, I love it. This was, this was wonderful. And so it's, it, and so it's it, rolling it, and you do this once a month. It changed everything for me. So it started last year in May. So last May was the first time I did it. And Mm -hmm. my daughter and I made $18,000. And I was, my mind exploded, Jed, because I went from struggling to get 150 bucks from somebody. And this is what happened. My daughter was just sitting there like, I remember her first, on the second day, we had um, a grandmother and a daughter bringing their two little girls. And I can tell you right now, the moment a grandmother either brings the kids or a grandmother comes, it's on. It's on now. Now I'm like, okay, here we go, right? Grandmas, you want grandmas in the mix. Those grandmothers, man. (laughs) It was so funny because I remember I was um, with my, my, I think it was my second last client of the second day and my daughter walks in with a clipboard because I had her doing sales the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I do the sales now, but the, that first time I had her do them and she walked in with a clipboard and I was doing a little fairy makeover and she goes like this and shows me the clipboard and it said 6795 or something. And I, I said, Oh, is that for the day? And she goes, That was our last client. That was that the, the last, last order? That was one order. 
And that was the grandmother that came in. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's phenomenal. That's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, it just, it changed everything. So what we did there, because I thought, oh, I can't offer this here again, because it was so exclusive. So I went to the next city over and did it there. So I did the exact same thing. I How do you Facebook go to the ads. next city over? This is you're marketing only on Facebook. Yes. So you're using Facebook, targeting different targeting. places and targeting oh. your market. Yep. In those different spots. Yes. And that's how you're doing it. Yes. People are not realizing the power of Facebook ads. Facebook ad targeting is ridiculous. Well, because you're also targeting moms and even grandmas. And apparently this is where the I moms and the grandmas target, go. I only target women. I don't, men are part of my target audience. I, you can, you can search by interest. So I choose parenting. You can, you can choose parents, um, three to six years old, six to 12 yeah. years old, yeah. and you can target by age. And I don't offer this to children under the age of three. Okay, they have Period. to be three. They have to. Can be you target grandparents? Yes, and you target grandparents. So grandmothers and parents, and um, interests in, you know, kids stuff. You can you can right. get really narrow with it, but I leave it pretty broad because right. I want to just uh, do a catch-all. What do you? How how expensive is it to market on the Facebook? My first one, Jed. I am not even lying to you. My first one that I did last May cost me. I think it was forty-two dollars in Facebook ads. I did something bucks? like I did ten dollars a day. It was, and I was full. The whole thing filled up in three and a half days, four days. Okay, well, I'm starting to think I need to have a conversation with my wife after this. <laughs> It works. It works. And, and you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, this is for every single person out there. It's of course not, it's not super, right. Super specific. And right. even, even if you have um, a product that you know, this would work with, you still have to be comfortable with not telling people how much it is right up front. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm. And, and deal with that because you know, I'm not so, going to say that. So remind me one more time, because that's that's the part that makes me nervous myself. Yeah, yeah. When is it that they do find out those minimums? When do they when do they see that starting so that, at? That's during the booking process, right? So my Facebook ad leads them to a um, a, a website, mm -hmm. and that website has all of the experience and what they get and what their kids will get and all this other stuff. And it's got testimonials and it's got video testimonials. Right, right, right. Yeah. Got all that. And then book now. So they click the book now, it takes them to my acuity calendar right. schedule. Right. Right. And in there, they see all this, they can pick their spot, the time mm -hmm. they click it. And then it says terms and conditions. They have to read them. And in there it says minimum purchase is $200. Okay. That's where, that's where they see it. Yeah. But my session is super low, Jed. Like I keep my session at 99 bucks, mm -hmm. but it's for the experience, right? What do you get for this $99? This is what you get. And you list everything that they get for the experience. You can add on a ferry makeover. It's 40 bucks. Click here if you want to. And then they pay for that, but they have to agree to all the terms and conditions. Print start at $99 and go up from there. 
how big is the block of time that they're booking? Are they booking an hour or an hour and a half? They're booking an hour, but yeah. I'm actually doing an hour and a half per customer now. Okay. So you get you give yourself a little buffer both for them and then maybe even for yourself. Maybe 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 you want to take a breath or if it was me grab a sandwich in between clients. Yeah. So you give yourself yeah. a little bit of time. Some people are quicker, some people are slower, so I right. always leave that give bit a little of bit of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. I think it's phenomenal. It works. And then everything stopped. <laughs> Where uh Right. Then there's that. Right. Yeah. Where can people go to find uh, you and maybe even see a little bit of this on the, on the interwebs? Um, well, they can always go onto my website and, and take a look because I have all the fairy tale stuff. It's a fairy tale genre. Um, galleries are on there and, and information is just Nikki Harrison photography.ca. Mm-hmm. And um, I have, you know, social media everywhere. That's yeah, you're around. People will find you. Yeah, but well, also thank I will, you. Well, what's will, what's that? I will also, Jed, sorry, get you information on the photographer who taught me some of this, just to give her some of the credit because, um, her, you know, she's she goes well into it, and I believe she has a course, so I want to make sure she gets credit for that. But um, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'd funnel everybody to her too. I I I think it's a fantastic idea. I love it. Um, thank you for your time. Thanks for doing this with me today. No problem. No and problem. until next time, now I, we got, see, now you're stuck. I'm just going to keep bugging you to do these because no. this was a bigger, <laughs> and you, you told me something I've never heard. You told me something I haven't ever heard. And in 20 some years, that's becoming so rare that I'm, I'm going to bother you some more later on to do another one. Thanks for joining good. me. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a good one. You too.